0: Welcome to the EHS Welcome Back Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Stiawan from EHSAuthority.org. The purpose of this podcast is to help you prepare for the upcoming week. Hopefully you could listen it on your drive-in. That's why this podcast is broadcasted at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Time, every first day of the work week. Hello everyone, welcome to the episode number four at the EHS Welcome Back podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the eye injuries and how we could prevent those eye injuries in the workplace. So, as we already know, our eyes are incredibly valuable Right, They allow us to experience and appreciate the world's beauty. And it also allows us to get the full uh, experience when it comes to everything that's going on in your life. Um, Just putting into perspective, if you have kids um, now, can you imagine that you won't be able to see your kids grow up or see them walk down the aisle or see them graduating, went up to the podium and get their diploma. I mean, those things um, could happen if you lose your sight due to anything in that matter, right? Uh, Especially what common hazards that occurred in the job site. That's why the... The fact that we need to protect our sights, right, our our visions is so important. So um, at the end of the day, it's it's super crucial um, for us and focusing all the work activity and take the appropriate precautions and measures to protect your vision, right, and and the workers' vision and the workplace um, and. Just speaking on statistic, uh, there's a data report from the uh, Center of Disease Control, the CDC, that there are about 2,000 eye injuries every single day in the workplace. Right, This is a data uh, base in the U.S., um, and that's shocking. 2,000 eye injuries every single day. Granted, uh, some of them is probably... Um, just a normally eye intrusion that get flushed out, but I'm sure there's quite a bit of them too that are um, such a big injury to the eye uh, that you the, these unfortunate individuals lost their 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 sight. Um, and to the employer side, uh, looking at these injuries, this. This costs about $300 million annually. So it's really important for us as EHS leaders, operations leaders, to identify and at the end of the day also, right, focusing on elimination of all these potential hazards that could put your workers and your eyesides um, at risk. Um, Unfortunately, some of the threats, as we know, can't be entirely removed, which is why uh, it's crucial to um, get a good understanding of the risk uh, of the work uh, hazard analysis and uh, take the appropriate measures to prevent those injuries. And I think this really ties into the episode number three that I had uh, last week with Charlie. Um, that we need to understand, you know, what what, what is the current uh, job hazard analysis? What does it look like? And um, what is it going to look like if there is any new changes to the process, to the system, or if there is any new pieces of equipment that are coming into the workplace? So, again, um, this is a, such an important Peace, right? Um, at the end of the day, when somebody lose their sight, not only that they will be affected personally, meaning that again the stuff that I mentioned earlier, they won't be able to enjoy life uh, before they had their eye injuries. Um, this this is a career ending type of injuries, right? Uh, if somebody lose their sight, the likelihood of them uh, able to come back and perform their duties normal, uh, you know, as normal. It, it it's most likely uh, gone to almost zero percent, right? If you if you're unable to uh, see anymore, a lot of these activities, especially in a lot of industries, um, for instance, construction, uh, most likely they won't be able to work or perform in that. In that setting anymore so when it comes to this um, you know hazards or what what are these common hazards I'm sure most of you already seen it and know about it but it's I think it's worth mentioning as a discussion point uh, and getting everybody back into this proper setting um, there are like common hazards like flying dust, debris, and this could be things that are just floating around, um, or it could be something that uh, created due to um, an activity. For instance, cutting, brazing, those are uh, often have particles like metal pieces that will create a blunt trauma to the eye if it's not properly protected or um, a, the right setup is not properly set in place uh, in terms of guarding. The other type of eye injuries, um, hazards, common hazards, would be chemicals, right? Uh, And the other thing, since we are coming into the summer months, uh, and it is getting pretty warm, right? In California, and I'm sure also in the rest of the country, is the uh, burns due to uh, UV exposure. Um, Again, that, the, the the fact that if somebody's working outside for a long time not wearing the proper eye protection uh, and they're working on a, a roof with a white vinyl for a long period of time that that could create um, a long a long lasting um, impact uh, and there's also the ones that are um, could be immediate such as welding right um, if there is a welding activity and there's not proper protection, um, then the people surrounding the area could be affected. Um, Funny story, I I did have a project, uh, previous project, where uh, thankfully the team had a good um, grasp on, on how we could do better protection rather than just PPE. Don't get me wrong, the PPE component is Is required, right? It's almost the condition of employment um, at that point. But um, this project was uh, next to a school. And uh, we are at the second or third story where we're doing a lot of welding. And, um, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, a lot of times during the day, there is, especially the mornings and the afternoon... Uh, parents are taking their kids to school, right? And then picking them back up. Um, And they're walking, you know, just near the project. And when there's a lot of welding, um, it's, uh, we can't give all the kids uh, the right, you know, welder shield (laughs) for the eyes. But um, um, by having the right enclosure, right, or the 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 welder's flash barrier or the like a solid enclosure um it eliminates the uh the um the potential of that uh burn due to the uh uv exposure um to the kids um because let's face it (laughs) when uh when there's something shiny and something um making noise and sparkling a lot of times um Kids want to see it, so it it takes a little bit of uh, risk analysis and really focusing on just the overall potential exposure, not just for the worker itself, but also thinking about the the surrounding community. Right at the end of the day, uh, we could directly affect it, uh, affect them, and and um, all these uh, injuries could be prevented if we do the appropriate steps to plan for the activity, plan for the work, plan for the project. Because uh, some of, I mean, all if not most of these activities, all these hazards could be prevented, prevented as long as it's properly planned. Uh, and, it, and often it costs money to, uh, to set the proper protection. Um, so let's talk about some of the best practices uh, to avoid uh, these injuries to the eyes. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, it's so important to identify all the potential hazards in your work area, right? The the potential eye hazards in your area of the day, uh, but also, you know, if it's a new project, a new a new uh, a new areas that that this new activity is coming into play, uh, it's important to even take a step a step further back and do some kind of surveillance, right? Seeing what are the day-to-day activities uh, that's already in place and how this new potential eye hazards um, could affect that day-to-day activity to, to the activity itself, but more importantly also to the people that are performing those activities. And if and, and it's so important that we then ensure that all the proper safeguards are in place to prevent these eye injuries. Uh, and if there is a safeguard that are missing, it's important for us to know that there is the um, the, the empowerment to stop the tasks and correct the problem. Um, that's another thing that we probably will talk in the main channel, right? The uh, uh, Stop Work Authority, um, because... A lot of times, um, when people are just busy and performing their work and ready to go, um, this notion of "Hey, I need to take a a step back and stop this for a second and revisit on how we could protect the potential hazards" often didn't happen. Often, it just doesn't happen. So, it's important to uh, empower the people, right and and relay the message that, yes, you are in power to um, speak up. You are in power to stop the activity when there are hazards that are simply not protected, right? All the proper uh, uh, safeguarding measures, all the proper uh, PPE, all the proper engineering control, whatever it may be that could be utilized uh, to prevent hazards an injury, and in this case specifically to eyes, uh, are not available or set up. Then you have the ability to uh, to stop the work, and 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 set that proper measures um, for for all of us who are EHS leaders and um, operations leaders. Um, don't forget that. Don't forget to empower your your workers. That. Uh, these um, these um, activity does come with a set of hazards, and it's it's up to you to to speak up when you when you see the hazard, acknowledge it, and take the proper action to it. Um, the next thing is uh, eliminate or lessen the chance of getting something into your eye by avoiding being in the line of fire. So take a case again in construction there are a lot of activities in construction that um you know produce debris or produce um um sparks you know arc from the uh, welders flash um it's it's um it's important to understand the the level of those hazards and put yourself away from those hazards. That's why in a lot of constructions and, and as a matter of fact, not just construction, all the other industry, there are zones, right? There's areas that you are designating to perform a certain task and there's always a certain protection there. It's important to keep in mind and um, and share to the rest of the workforce that there are these activities uh, that have these sets of hazards in this area. Um, if you're not part of that activity, uh, you should never just willy nilly, so to speak, right? Right, walk in the area. Um, and if you are part of the activity, then make sure you are part of the JHA, part of the pre-task plan, and making sure that you are protecting yourself. Um, in as you are part of that operation. Um, And always, you know, when it comes to the last line of defense, the PPE, and when it comes to eyes, eye type of, uh, eye injuries, is is the safety glasses. Um, Make sure you wear the approved safety glasses, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, our or, or protection to the eye, I mean, safety glasses, face shield, goggles. Um, so whatever it is that the hazard that called for certain PPE, the the eye protection, face protection, it's available and being utilized and making sure that the rating of those PPE, right, the safety glasses and shield is the right rating for the kind of uh, hazards that are available. Um, keep in mind, right? Uh, the PPE it really changes, and it really depends on the work task. Um, the end of the day, if you are dealing with chemicals, it will be different than uh, protecting from, um, you know, blunt trauma type of injuries to the eyes. Um, three out of every five victims of eye, injury, uh, eye injuries in the in the job. It's because they're not wearing the, they're not wearing any eye protection, and um, this this is why a lot of these PPEs, right? Although it is a, lot, a last line of defense, it's also the um, the pieces of equipment, the pieces of PPE that are part of the condition of employment. So think of it this way: uh, if you're in construction and you're seeing those. Uh, safety glasses, vests, gloves, work boots, hard hats, and so forth that are required for you to enter the construction zone. Well, those are the items that must be worn as kind of like a uniform, right? And, and it's not just to... Um, and I'm sure we, we share this sentiment and we share this... Um, idea to people that hey this is to protect people right and and often it's so important for us to remind these individuals and approach it the right way uh, to get the the best result which you know for all the folks in the work zone to wear their proper ppe so uh if there is any if there are welding activities going on um Make sure you wear the proper eye protection. Ensure that there is a protective barrier to protect other employees in the area from the UV exposure, similar to what I had mentioned uh, previously on that um, the school that's next to the construction zone. Uh, that's exactly what we did, right? We, we put in this protective barrier. In some areas, is an actual hard uh, barrier like a drywall. and some areas... Uh, that we can't close with a drywall. We utilize this, uh, these uh, welder um, UV shield. The, again, those are the best, the best way to go because we can't, you know, we can't just give out safety glasses or, or the right eye protection to everyone in the vicinity. So the elimination by closing it up and uh, make keep it, Keep it secluded uh, within the work zone. Um, you know, I mean, this case is eye protection with the welding activity, but it also works for literally every single activity that produces a hazard by by secluding it, by providing an engineering control enclosure, what have you. Um, it's the best way to go. By li- because at the end of the day, the, those um, those hazards are eliminated for eliminated to the public or the other employees that are not part of the work activity. Now, um, when it comes to the aftermath, right? You let's say you have a, a piece of debris or you got something in your eye. Um, it's so important that you don't rub it or scratch it. Um, it's it's almost <laughs> it's almost like a, a human nature to like hey I guess you just automatically start rubbing your eye uh, when you get something in, in in your eyes right that's absolutely the wrong thing to do um, rub because at the end of the day, that rub when you're rubbing your eye that can cause the uh, scratching of the cornea and that result in an injury so. The best practices when you got something in your eye, find an eye wash station or a saline bottle to rinse out the object. Um, and for leaders, right, for EHS managers, EHS leaders, operations leads, uh, when when you're setting up a work area, be sure that you have all these. Um, you know, eye wash station, first aid station, or even as simple as again, like I mentioned, the seal, saline bottle available, so people could just walk there and flush out uh, the debris out of their eyes. Um, and this should be part of the uh, the initial setup for the work uh, for the work setting, the work area, um, and making sure that. Your employees are aware that there there are these um, first aid kits and and you know fire extinguishers or, or in this case right for the eye type of intrusion the uh, eye wash station available for their use. It's important for them to also know that they they need to use it and they can use it. Um, often. You know, a certain setup is being put in place, and it's not being mentioned to the workforce, and they felt like, okay, well, I maybe I shouldn't not use that, and I'll just use um, a water water bottle or something, right? Or, or you know, it's not available to me. So, the appropriate setup, the appropriate planning, and the appropriate communication is so critical uh, when it comes to prevention of a. F- of further damaging or further injuries um to the eye now um if you get a chemical in your eyes um if you wearing contact lens, you know, make sure you remove them and and just essentially rinse your eye out for for at least at least ten minutes, just continuous flush. Uh, it's so important to flush it uh downward right from center out uh not from side in because as you know if you if you go in from the uh the side in you could affect the other eye that you know most that is not affected uh to begin with so um as a discussion point um Again, the whole goal of this uh, EHS Welcome Back is to get you guys ready to go, right, for the work week. When you're doing this toolbox topic or the uh, uh, tailgate meeting, all-hands meeting, don't forget to relay, right, these these site-specific, facility-specific procedures when it comes to handling uh, injuries specifically to the eyes, Uh, the proper PPEs, the work zones, and also the surrounding community. What could be a helpful discussion points uh, as you're engaging your workforce uh, this morning is ask the questions, right, Uh, as these discussion points. um, I've put up three questions that could be utilized. One is just ask your workforce, what are some hazards that we have on site that can that can injure our eyes. Second question would be, how can we protect ourselves from those hazards? And then third, what job tasks require us to wear a face shield or any other additional eyes and face protection? Um, I think those questions will Get your workforce engaged or re engage after the weekend and start thinking and planning to ensure that these you know, eye injuries does not occur in your workplace. As always, uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, please uh, send those over to ehsauthority at gmail.com. And this has been the episode number four of the EHS Welcome Back Weekly Podcast brought to you by EHSAuthority.com. Take care and have a safe week, guys.